Not quite. But I had myself doing what I was meant to be doing on the final day of the J1. Or after all, I guess it wasn't the J1, was it? Not quite, not this year. You got your way. Red shoes. New Japan, you got your way. So, like I said, I promise you, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get my way. And I'm gonna do it my way. But until then. Congratulations! Wow! Got a nice flag. You got a nice, nice little, nice little trophy right now. You don't want that? Okay. Congratulations. G1 champion, huh? Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. G1 winner. Me and you, we both know you're not the real winner because you didn't beat me. Shut up, I'm talking. You can't beat me. And you won't beat me. Let me tell you how this is going to go. At some point, they're going to come and give you a briefcase. Yeah? A briefcase. Inside that briefcase is a contract for that match at Wrestle Kingdom. I'm going to take that briefcase and that contract from you. It's the way you. Mm -hmm. Anytime. Sure. sure. I'm taking it from you. I'm taking Maybe it from you. But until then, enjoy it. Cheers. I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. Enjoy it. Good morning, everyone. It's always morning somewhere. And welcome to the Never Open Podcast. The podcast open to everyone except atheists. Oh, shit. I'm one of those. All right. Show's over. Uh, G1 was all right. <laughs> I am your host, Luke. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Andy. Hey, Say man. Hello, Mr. Andy. I'm fucking here, Whoa. and I'm fucking ready to talk about the G1, and I can't wait to argue with you. It's going to be so much fun because we have differing opinions, and uh, I don't know, man. I'm excited to talk about it. I, I don't know. I can't wait to get into it. Here we go. Uh. I only agreed to do this podcast because you and I think the same way. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a joke. No, not anymore. Yes. So we'll have some uh, different opinions about uh, the last three shows of the G1 Climax 30, which is what we're covering today. And if you like what we do, want to cut, want to help us out, always shoot us a five star review on the on the apples. I never say that because I'm shit at pimping myself out. Uh, Mr. Andy's usually the good ad, ad, ad man. But if you want to contact us in any way, shape, and form, you can do that on the Tweety at NeverOpenPod. One or both of us will see your messages there. Or you can message us directly. I'm at Grumpy2EB. And Mr. Andy is at DrusiferTweets. And if you're bored and feel like writing us an email, because what the fuck else are you going to do in lockdown, you can email us at NeverOpen. No, no, that's at. I get confused. Never open pod at gmail.com. 
Hey man, well, when you're in America and you're on in quote unquote air quotes lockdown, you just do whatever you normally do, you know, because that's we don't give a fuck, you know, we're all trying to die. It's good times. All right, now just an FYI, everyone, if you hear crackling, we're not sure how to 100% get rid of it. I can't really hear it now, Mr. Andy. I don't know if you can, uh, so there is none, but if you hear that, everyone, just pretend you're listening to this in front of a fireplace. Or you're listening to a podcast that we recorded in the 40s. So however you want to do it, we're aware of it. But, I, I uh, mean, you know, at I the mean, end of the day, we're just like, fuck this, let's record. Also, everyone, I am sweary, make swear a lot. Yeah. This is a show where we will swear. Uh, I'm an Aussie. I guess the stereotype for a lot of Aussies is we curse like sailors. And, yeah, I'm, I'm a sailor, I guess. So there you go. All right, Mr. Andy, we've got, whoa, the last three shows of the G1 Climax 30 to cover today. Uh, there is one little tidbit of news, but it's got to do with the final, so I will, well, well the person who won the final, so we'll get to that near the end. But uh, I don't want to fuck this up. Do we have a Kojima tweet? Yeah, we do. We got a couple things we're going to do. Um, you know, we're not back 100% to our original format, but our next episode will be, for example, we are going to have the triumphant return of a dramatic reading today. And we're also going to have a Kojima tweet here in a moment, but we will not have match recommends. We're going to do that next time. Uh, but uh, we're, so, we're just kind of putting one foot in here as we return to our original format pre G one uh, to get ready to go right back to the old format. When we do the next tournament that's coming up uh, when we're going to be doing two tournaments at once. So I'm excited yeah. for that. And you know what? I fucking love change. So here we go. All right. So just to change back, you know, our guy Kojima, he was not in the G1, which I know hurts him inside. You know, I, he's constantly tweeting about how he needs to be better. He needs to be the best. He needs to work harder every day so that he can be good. And uh, that's something that we can all strive for. And it's something that warms my heart. And he tweeted this week. And um, here it is. So Kojima tweet. It is here. The characteristics of people who are easily bitten by mosquitoes are O-type people who emit a lot of carbon dioxide by exercising, drinking alcohol, etc. Have a high body temperatures, are sweating, are moving, have a round body, and are wearing black clothes. It looks like net information. I wonder if it hits anything other than the blood type. I'm a mosquito, stupid! <laughs> yeah, um, I was about to say, like, uh, B negative or, uh, you know, other blood types, are they all right? Or Also, I'm round who wears black a lot, so <laughs> Kojima's speaking right to me, mate. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to ask him, you know, um... It's, you know, he has constantly liked our tweets and stuff, and I like to tag him in episodes because he'll like it, and I know he's not listening, but it would be nice if he did, and he just, like, pretends to know what we're saying. That'd be nice, you know? Yeah, well, I think I think more to the point, Mr. Andy, he probably understands more English than we do Japanese, so uh, we'd be pretending Definitely. to listen to him. Definitely. Whereas uh, he'd actually be trying to listen to us, and we'll probably make up more words of ours than we would have <laughs> It's true. Yeah. Now, um, 
you know, we were trying to think of ways that we could bring back the dramatic reading. You know, you got your uh, your uh, aces high, uh, you know, interviews. You got your backstage comments. You got stuff like that. But since we've added the backstage comments to the beginning of the episodes now, it's kind of like, well, we need to do something different. So what do we come up with, Luke? All right. So what I want you to do, Mr. Andy, is if you tag uh, wrestlers when you post the episode, uh, don't tag this one because uh, he might murder us but uh mr andy found the english translation to minaro suzuki's uh music kazini no kazini no which uh, i copied and pasted yours so this this is your translation is going to be great because you wrote kazi no nare um which I guess is the knockoff Don't Sue Us version of the song. Yes, yes. That's why. That's why. Yeah, and if you guys don't know, I mean, you know, one of the things about Minoru Suzuki that makes him strange in a great way is that his theme song is super fucking over. Now, he's over too, of course, but he kind of has this thing that he does before he gets in the ring. This this song kind of is a... The song builds and builds and builds, and just when you think... You like look down the street and the song has built a whole like street of houses. It's just getting to the biggest house on the street. And that's when the singer screams Kaze Ne Nari. Um, now, I did get this translation off the internet, so it could be fucking wrong. However, we're going to make it dramatic. And this is our dramatic reading. So I'm thinking, Luke, you know, why don't you start us off and I'll follow along. And when you stop, I'll pick it up. All right. So I did read this back. Uh, when you originally sent this to me, and I am relieved that uh, there's no jizz references <laughs> in this song. So in case you are wondering what we're talking about, yeah, uh, chase down the lyrics to Tai Chi's thing. Whoa. <laughs> the English ones. Yeah. Then you'll know what we mean. I think we that made us laugh for like weeks and weeks. <laughs> it's still making <laughs> us still laugh. Laughing. Awesome. All right. I've got my poetry voice on. All right, I hope you're uh, sitting next to a fire if it's cold or whatever. It's nearly November here and I've still got the fucking heater going, but that, never mind. No one cares about that. Here we go. I'm stalling. Here's a, here we go. Kazi Ninore. Tell me why people keep seeking, dreaming. For tomorrow's dream, which is almost impossible to reach. Lonely night, only stars are looking at me. I kissed you to be sure of myself, us. When can I make my dream, which I have been chasing, come true? But nobody knows it. I cannot deny my will, aspiration, dream. Oh, in the storm. I knew you'd stop there because the next part is in Japanese. Uh, Arishi ni mukari. Uh, into the storm like a bird about to flutter its wings in the light. Become the wind. How many miles do I have to walk to reach the goal? I have devoted everything to fighting, but always I want to feel alive. Don't want to make tomorrow clouded with tears. I don't want an answer because I have the dream in my heart. Oh, in the storm. Into the storm, like a bird about to flutter its wings in the light. Fly high in the sky. I have to be a lonely warrior tonight. 
I have to be a lonely warrior tonight through my hard days withholding my aspiration. Actually, I really like the lyrics of that song. Yeah. Uh, especially, especially when it has like, uh, I have devoted everything to fighting. And I'm like, well, yep, that's Manaro Suzuki. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So that's the return of the dramatic uh, reading. And, uh, you know, if you have a recommendation for a Never Open Podcast Ooh. dramatic reading, send your recommendations to at Never Open Pod on Twitter or Never Open Pod at gmail.com. That's right. And, uh, you know, we'll probably, we'll probably fit it in somewhere. All right, dude. Here we are. Are you ready? I'm fucking Did I... ready. You're ready? You're pumped? I was born right. ready. It's the, the J-Bock final. All three of these shows that are at uh, Ria Goku. Uh, I'm not sure. I think you listen to the Japanese commentary for most of these. I did. I listened to the English, uh, which was a really nice return. Uh, it featured uh, Rocky Romero, Chris Charlton, and, of course, the amazing Kevin Kelly. Uh, as much as I love me some Rocky, I kind of wish it was uh, Mr. Gino Gambino. But, you know, Rocky's good on commentary as well. So, well, at least I think so. Uh, all right, let's, uh, enough stalling. Let's get into it. <laughs> we start with Yoda Suji versus Gabriel Kidd. And you know that there's going to be some long matches in this show because this match is very, very short. In fact, I would say that it was, uh, yeah, about six minutes, 52 seconds. So it's a short match. Uh, Yoda Suji does the uh, spin thing. Usually that, uh, who does that? Usually Sonata? Yeah. Or, uh, just, or just think the Cesaro swing. The giant, uh, the giant swing is what you call it. Yeah, sure. giant swing. He does that, followed by a Boston Crab. And not only does Yoda Suji win, he wins C-Block. Yeah, that match was C-Block finals, man. And he wins the C-Block. Yep. I love this match because he was stomping the shit out of Gabriel Kidd. Then Gabriel Kidd kind of returned the favor. It was like a really intense short match. But not only did I love the match, Luke, but I mm. loved this fucking little kid that was sitting in the front row. They had this, yeah. you know, they had this little kid sitting in the front row. He, first of all, he's the biggest New Japan fan ever. He's way bigger of a fan than you and I are. Second of all, he was the most well-behaved child I've ever seen in my life. And all he did was clap his fucking heart out. I love him. Part of me wishes that uh, uh, Lance Archer was still in New Japan because uh, he would have made that kid cry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But that's me being a, a nasty asshole. Yeah, he was he was delightful, and he he must have been really happy that night because of the shirt he was wearing. Uh, but anyway, let's go to our first block match of the night. We have Jeff Cobb versus Yujiro Takahashi, and I think Mr. Andy and I are going to disagree right off the bat because I thought this match was uh, ass butter. Uh, Yujiro, for some reason, looks like he doesn't care. And I am confused about why he doesn't care or why he's a little botchy because he fucking wins this match. And it's only in this match, his final match of the G1, does he use the fucking cane and cheats his ass off to get a win. Oh, my God. Finally, he uses the cane, pimp juice, and uh, well, I wrote pumpy again. Uh, <laughs> pumpy on two, Jeff Cobb on eight. It's fine. 
You know, uh, I did notice at one point, you know, Jeff Cobb wants to do the bump and feed spot, but Pimpy won't do it. <laughs> it's just like, you know, the thing where a baby face is fire, firing up and they'll knock a guy down, then he gets up and then knock him down, you know, and that's a, that is a major skill that you need to have as a heel. A heel has to be able to feed quickly in order to make their baby face look like they have fire. And so, you know, Yujiro's like, nah, I'm not even going to get up. <laughs> That's just pretty funny, man, because you can see. Jiro's like, look, I'm fucking tired. Um, <laughs> mind you, you're winning. So, it's, 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 my brain hurts. He's saying he sandbags the comeback, which is pretty funny. Uh, I thought that was funny. And, uh, you know, and then the other note I have about this match is that during this match, during the entrances, I saw a gigantic security guard who disappeared after this and I never saw him again. He looked like he weighed 300, man. And he was just gone. And I, I yeah. messaged you. I was like, oh my God, there's a giant security guard. You'll see him here in a second. And I just dropped it because I was like, he disappeared. I was imagining this. And uh, maybe it's just because I, I was hoping he would replace Jeff Cobb. In this it was a night, so. 300 pound optical illusion. <laughs> when you see things, you see things big, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. So our next match is Shingo Takagi versus Minaro Suzuki. Uh, I think it's a solid match. I don't think it's as good as their last one, probably because the stakes aren't as high and things like that. And also because I don't think they have the time. Uh, this one's not that long either, about 12 minutes, uh, which is which is fine. It, it's a good never-style match. It, it never drags. But I felt the ending wasn't quite built up enough. Like, there's no Noshigami or Made in Japan or not many false finishes. It's it's like straight into the Last of the Dragon. And so I was happy here. Uh, I, am, am I, uh, I'm always happy if Suzuki wins. But uh, storyline reasons, it needed to be Shingo here because uh, the story of Shingo is he wants to beat the shit out of Suzuki and get his friggin' Never title back. So, yeah. Well, it, it, I don't know if you noticed this, but Suzuki didn't bring the never open belt out with him every time he wrestled in the G1. He definitely mm. he brought out in this this time. And when he had it, I was like, oh, shit. And, um, you know, the last match that Shingo had had was versus Okada, I believe. And he had gotten choked the fuck out. So Suzuki was going for the rear naked chokes a lot. And uh, he also tried to rip Shingo's arm off, which is pretty cool. And uh, Shingo was like fighting from underneath the whole time. And I'm watching this and I've seen it before, but I'm starting to realize, you know, more and more that Shingo's a tremendous baby face. And there is something that he yeah. can do that not everyone can do. Luke, Luke, the biggest problem with being a baby face is how do you do it without being cheesy? How do you do it without being, eh, you know, and, and Shingo does it great, man. Obviously he has a tremendous look for it. But everything he does in the ring is a baby face. It works, and it's not fucking cheesy. I'd agree with that. He's he's easy. It's easy to want to root for him uh, because not only is he a convincing face, but he'll also do he'll also smash people, which is something I like too. So yeah, uh, it's, it's solid stuff. It sets up a. Uh, never open title match for the future, which uh, I'm very much looking forward to. Oh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to fucking talk about it. <clears throat> oh, yeah. All right, man. So next we've got uh, Okada versus Dill Hall. Uh, Dill Hall wins and Dill Hall's Dill Hall girlfriend comes out too. And sadly, I'm sorry, man. Uh, I'm not sorry. 
saying that to you, I'm saying I'm saying I feel sorry for this man as well because he's been away for a while on excursion and he's just made his way back. He's he, if you might remember him as the young lion Oka, and he comes back. He's got a new gimmick and stuff. Cool, I like it. But unfortunately, he is now associated with uh, Dillhole. Uh, so there is that. Uh, I feel bad for him. And uh, Dillhole uh, wins. He gets 12 points, which knocks out a Carter, who has 10 points. Yeah, I. you know, okay, so a couple things. I'm sorry, Luke. We're going to have to unpack this. I got a lot to say about this. And maybe I got a lot more to say about all this shit than you do at all, man, until we get to the, the you're pissed off stuff, which we'll get there. We're getting there, you know. But um, so uh, Shithead's girlfriend it, you know, it's not just that she's there and that's like kind of one of those things like, oh, he got his girlfriend a job, you know, which is there's mm. a little bit of that, I'm sure. Um, it's that she was also involved in the blackballing of the, you know, female that was raped. So, you know, it's like, God damn it. Why are you doing this? And I mean, I get it. You know, I, I don't know if they think this is a good idea to get heel heat. But you're right, it sucks for the great Okan. And so Oka has been gone for a while, and he's been doing this gimmick called the Great Okarn. And what it is is it's based off a 1985 movie called Mr. Vampire. And I sent you the poster, Luke. It's like you see it's the same fucking thing. It's like the dude. Yeah. And basically he looks like kind of like um. I don't know, like he's some kind of, what do you call that? Like a, a sultan or something like that. But he's got this. Like a Khan, dude. Yeah, like, there you go. Like exactly. Uh, uh, Kublai, so, yeah. Well, that's the thing is he changed his name from Great Okarn to Great Okan now that he's been back. And he's got this like sheet over his face that just has a question mark. And he pulls it off and he's like, it's me. <laughs> Which I think is so funny because it only works once, you know? <laughs> But he's going to keep doing it. I, I wonder if Kevin Kelly's going to be like, you know how he used to do, hey, look, it's Honma. I wonder if he's going to do that with uh, Great Khan. I doubt it because they want to put the poor, poor young uh, new guy over. But, yeah, um, I want to I want to get behind uh, Khan uh, because he's a young lion who's come back. And, you know, we get pretty excited for, for Wato because there's potential there. We want to see what he can do and what how he'll grow in the future. And I kind of want to see how Oka will grow and or the Okan will grow and change in the future. Uh, well, I did. Uh, well, now I don't uh, really care that much. So, yeah. Well, my thing is this, is that now I'm excited. I'm happy he's here because now instead of, you know, not having anything that we can talk about in shitheads matches, you know, now at least we have something we can talk about, you know what I mean? Because, so, I mean, the Okarn, or the Okan, he has nothing to do with, you know, any of that stuff, so uh, at least we don't know he did, and I can't imagine that that's true, but, you mm. know, it's it's interesting, because basically, you know, he, you know, there's a new faction, and that new faction is Shithead, his girlfriend, and the Great Okan. So we'll be interested. I think they have a name already. I don't care. We'll call it the Shitheads, I guess. And, no, uh, I, I had a couple names I was spitballing on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I would call their group maybe the Disbelievers, <laughs> or maybe the Blackballers. What Black do you reckon? Blackballers is awesome. <laughs> the Blackball, I said the Disbelievers, and as soon as I said that, uh, Charity was like, uh, what about the blackballers? So <laughs> I'm not taking credit for that. That one was my wife, uh, and oh, I thought you know, she had the funnier one, which is uh, 
<sighs> yeah. She's hey, awesome. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you just got to face it. She's better than you, me, and everybody. So it is what yeah. it is, you know. But uh, but I don't know. I mean, I just, I just, I don't know. It's fun that we got something different to talk about with this stuff. And it's great that, uh, you know, another young lion returned. Where's Ren Narita? Where's Shota Umina? You know, where are all these guys? I can't wait to see them. Maybe show up. We'll see what You mean uh, Shooter Umino the panty dropper? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what Moxley called him. <laughs> okay, so the next match, it rocks. It rocks my world. I described this match to my sister, and she's like, oh, that sounds bad. And I'm just like, nah, dude. <laughs> nah. It's Kota Ibushi versus Taichi. And here is my review of this match. Kicks, kicks, kicks. Kicks, 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 kicks. Kamagoye, Ibushi, 14. Taichi, 8. Uh, Yoda has to carry Taichi to the back because he can't fucking walk. There's a, a total of 158 kicks in this match. Oh, my God. It's incredible. I loved it. And, yeah. I have one bad thing to say about this. There's one okay. thing that I, I just can't stand about this match, and that's that I wanted more of it. That's what it is. I just wanted yeah. more. I mean, this shit is amazing. It is, man, Abushi had so many different kinds of matches, and so did Taichi. You know, they both had so many different kinds of matches in the G1, and that's what you want to see out of these guys. Man, this match is unbelievable. It is literally only kicks. They just kick each other in the leg until they can't stand anymore. And, and, you know, and Ibushi gets the knee at the end. And that's it. And it is fucking fantastic. It, I, Ibushi's pissed right out of the gate. He's not fucking around at all. And neither is Taichi. You know, I don't know. I just, I love this new Taichi. I can't wait to see what he does next. He is my guy. Yeah, he's one of my guys too. And, you know. So if uh, anyone's keeping score, all right. So Akata's out. Uh, Deal Hole has no chance of winning. Uh, and uh, Abushi's uh, sitting up top of the block with 14. So we're up to the last match. It's Tomohiro Ishii versus Switchblade Jay White. And I have one note for this. I don't know. I, I remember quite a bit of it, so I can talk about it, Mr. Andy. Relax. But my one note of this match is fuck. <laughs> Uh, because, all right, if you've been listening to this show during the G1 or even up to the lead up to the G1, uh, I said, I don't mind who wins the G1 this year, as long as it's someone new. And yeah, here we are. Uh, I look, this match is incredible. I, I loved it. The finish does piss me off, but look, I'm a passionate Jay White fan. I get passionate about it about him winning and losing. I care maybe a little too much. So that's a huge part of it. And the match has huge stakes. So uh, if, yeah, this is the only match I could think of when I'm watching it that I'm just thinking, Ishii, fucking lose, please. And I love Tomohiro Ishii. This match oh, it has so many things that I love. It's suplex city galore. They fucking German each other into turnbuckles. Yuanagi's fucking sleeper suplexes. Uh, Jay has been more heelish in a lot of his matches, and depending on who he's wrestling, he hasn't been Mr. Suplex City every match. But this time, this match, he brings out the the uh, array of suplexes. Yes, there's lots of cheating. In fact, 
you know, you kind of get a feeling how the match is going to go when the cheating is overboard, which is what was happening here. And I was just like, oh, God, please no. Please no. Look, I love Kota Ibushi. I mean, no disrespect for him, but I'm like, please no. Please no. Please no. One, brain bust. And I'm like, fuck, it's over. But it's a big match. He might kick it. No, it's over. And yeah, my hopes were dashed. He, Jay's hopes were dashed. I mean, Ishii beat him last year in the G1, beat him this year too. So I guess maybe next year in the G1, Jay will be just be like, I'm not going to take this guy lightly. I'm going to fuck him up. But look, it's an incredible match. I can't lie. Did the ending make me upset? Yeah. But I'm glad we're recording this days later and not the next day or straight after the show because you, you would have heard a really different reaction from me. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's good for me to, uh, well, as Jay would say, breathe. Just <laughs> breathe. Just breathe. Uh, but it's a fantastic match. So before I talk about my feelings about this match, I want to talk about the structure of it. And I know this is super nerdy wrestling shit and Luke's going to start fidgeting with stuff because he doesn't care about this. But I think this is so <laughs> <laughs> I think this is so awesome. So this match is a Jay White match, except when Ishii starts to come back, it becomes an Ishii match. Now, let me explain mm -hmm. what I mean is that a Jay White match is a lot of Jay White getting heat on on a uh, wrestler and then kind of trading that back and forth for a little while. And then someone wins kind of a standard, a uh, strong style match that has the cheating stuff. That's what his matches are. But Ishii matches have these big, long mirror spots where it's, you know, it's a guy hitting a bunch of moves on the other dude. And then the other guy trades and does that. So if you notice, as soon as Ishii starts to get these comebacks late in the match, they start to do the mirror spot thing. And I was like, oh my God, this is fucking incredible. So it's a very interesting match as far as that goes. Um, as far as my feelings about it, you know, I wanted Jay to win this whole thing. I think that Jay White is a underappreciated wrestler. Even on this podcast, I think he's underappreciated because I don't think we even have an idea how great he is, you know. And I think he's so good. Um, is Ibushi a better wrestler? Yeah, I think he is. It, does Ibushi deserve to win this? I don't know. That's not for me to say. But will I, you know, do I, am I mad over it? No, nah, I mean, maybe for a second. I really wanted Jay to win, but I was just kind of, my rooting interests are in having a good time watching this stuff and then having a yeah. good time with my friend talking about it. That's my rooting interest. So I don't have yeah. the the emotional investment, I don't think, that you do, Luke. So I understand why you're angry. Um, however, I don't know what made you think that New Japan was going to do something different this year because if you look at the last like 10 G1 winners, it's like one of four or five different guys. They never switch it up. You know, so it, it's just kind of... This is one thing that maybe is not uh, positive about uh, New Japan. Other than this year, they don't change stuff up that much. And what I mean is, is the whole evil thing has been a big change. And that's one of the reasons why that was a, such a huge shock is because they don't do stuff like that. So I think that's, you know, maybe a detriment to New Japan. Uh, when you say there's like five or six guys at the top, uh, I would say... Jay is either there or very close to being there. He's got all the posters. They 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 pick him up a lot. Look, he ended the block with 12 points. He ended last year with 12 points. Uh, by the way, uh, Kota Bushi wins the block. Shocker. All right. So, yeah. Right. Awesome. Am I, look, 
And when you say is Abushi a better wrestler, well, probably yeah. But uh, I I would also say that uh, Switchblade's not even thirty yet, right? Yes. And look and look how good he is. So um, he'll he's just going to get better and better. Uh, and that's not to say Kota Ibushi's not getting better and better. That's not that it at all. Uh, but uh, I don't think we've seen uh, Jay White's uh, peak yet. I think, Luke, this is also what happens when a guy starts his run at the top. You know, is it where do you go from there? And what I mean is that Jay White came in in chaos, immediately turned on Okada and took the belt off him. So, like, where do you go from there? You know, he has to be in that title picture. Otherwise, he's not what you expect of him. You know, and so I think I can understand as a fan watching Jay White not win the G1 and being like, what the fuck? However... We'll talk about, I mean, we heard it at the top of the show, J1's, uh, or J, J1, J, J White's interaction with Ibushi after, you know, he won everything. I mean, what, you know, what, what do you think about all that? Or should we wait till we get there? Let's wait till we get there. Yes, sir. Because um, we have our final night of the banger block. And it's also in Rio Goku. Well, they all are. I've already said that. And we have Yuya or Mora versus Gabriel Kidd. Uh, loser's bracket. If- it's the loser's bracket. And, and, uh, Gabriel Kidd wins this match, which means Kidd and Yuya Uramura uh, equal second. So I guess that's pretty cool. Uh, I would have preferred it to be like at the top, either Yoda Suji or Uramura. So I'm happy with Suji win, winning that. or And then second, Yuya Uramura, then third, Gabriel Kidd. But, you know, that's fine. I thought uh, something I noticed about Yuyamura in this match is he was doing the full-on 1990s Lex Luger WCW selling, which is you punch somebody, da! You get punched, da! You fall down, da! You look over there, da! He was just doing everything he did. He's yelling, which I really appreciate it. So I know he's been watching some Lex Luger. Good job, buddy. I know part of you Homework as a young lion, we're probably watching a lot of old wrestling matches and all that kind of stuff. But seriously, you're watching some Luger. Um, hey, look, hey. He, he, hey, he's fine. Mm. He's fine. In his heyday, he was fine. Mm. I don't think he was garbage. I think he was a pretty solid, decent wrestler. Mm. But if you're going to look back, I would mm. look back at maybe, maybe Sting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so obviously what I have not realized before is that uh, Mr. Andy is a massive mark for Lex Luger. That's fine. And Sting's an idiot for believing Lex Luger all those times that he turned on him, you know? So he did the same thing with Flair. Sting is the dumbest baby face of all time, although he is awesome, and so is Flair, and so is Luger. I do do believe uh, the number two and number three dumbest baby faces of all time are probably... uh, uh, Tanahashi and Okada because they get <laughs> turned on and beat up a lot. But that's true. Huh, that's fine. Faces are, are a very trusting sort. Uh, <laughs> unless you're Ishii, uh, who's just like, are you in chaos? Uh, no. Then I uh, fuck you. I'm going to kick your ass. Or if you are in chaos and you've got a match against Ishii, it's fuck you for this match because I'm going to beat you up. Well, plus <laughs> it's the whole thing from uh, from Spaceballs. Good will always lose because good is dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because good also has to play by the rules and bad is just like, 
yeah, I'm just going to lie, cheat, steal, and just fuck you up. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. So our first block match for the Banger Block final night is Toriyani versus Yoshihashi. Uh, Andy hates this match. I don't even <laughs> have to ask him. I kind of liked it. Uh, it, it. I like the start of this match. Uh, Yoshi just frisks, decides to, no, no, no ref, let me do this. He frisks Yano and uh, gets all the tape off him and shit. But, uh, there's some there's some shenanigans at the start, and then uh, they both go on the outside, and then uh, uh, Yoshi tapes him to his uh, to uh, his big stick. <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but if you never mind, but through the ring barricade, and rather than Yano just pull the stick through the barricade, he crawls through through it himself and runs back into the ring. Uh, Yano tries to cheat. Yeah, but it doesn't work. Yoshihashi, being in chaos, is pretty wise to all that kind of shit. And one, two, three. Uh, I just wanted him to win because I wanted him to have more points than fucking pimp juice because uh, one 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 block jobber worked harder than the other one, in my opinion. That's true. Uh, one, two, three. Uh, Yoshihashi wins. So Yoshihashi on four points, Toriyano on six. Isn't it crazy, Yano... We thought he was going to run away with the whole thing. He ends up with six points. That's it. And um, that's crazy. You thought he was going to run away with it. I said he'd get six points, eight <laughs> points tops. He always does, right? But those six or eight points are meaningful, you know? So, um, and we'll, we'll talk about why, uh, you know, what kind of things he picked up uh, in the tournament to do later on, too. Uh, but we noticed at the beginning of this that Hiromu Takahashi is on commentary. And uh, he said he was going to be there. So that's pretty cool. It's always good to see him, and it uh, just means that who else is back there? Who else is going to show up? You know, it's always good. Um, let's see here. So I did like it. It was funny that Yoshihashi searched Yano, um, and then Yano started taking the tape out of his pants himself. He's like, okay, 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 we'll do this straight up. And, um, you know, he did get one of his huge throws off, like his, uh, you know, his, like, whatever, fireman's carry throw or whatever he does. Mm -hmm. That was pretty fun. Um Let's see what else we got. Here. I did miss one thing, Mr. Andy. Uh, when Yoshihashi tapes uh, Yano to the stick, Yoshi has the tape in his pants and he doesn't just reach casually in and pull it out. He reaches deep, deep down, like it must have been past his balls in between his like butt and, and nuts. Uh, and I was just like, holy shit, he's got the tape deep in there. I'm surprised it was like totally white when he pulled it out. I'm sorry, guys. That was gross. But, uh, yeah, it was deep in there. Well, I mean, Yano probably has a gigantic penis. I mean, obviously, you know. So he's got to dig around. He's got to get around that thing, you know. I mean, we're it, it's just you can imagine the girth on it. It's There's a lot of reaching you got to do to get around. I mean, no, no. you know. Yoshihashi had to reach him pretty deep into his pants to pull the tape out. Oh, well, he probably has it. Wouldn't that be pretty funny if Yoshihashi had a giant dick? That'd be pretty funny. I think that's funny. yeah. So Big, biggest jobber with the yeah yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure everyone is like fascinated by let Luke Luke and Mr. Andy are going to talk about who has the biggest <laughs> wiener in Japan. Why not, man? Why not? <laughs> well, I got nothing else to say about this except I didn't like the uh, result. However, it was a fun match, and fuck you, Oshihashi. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the next match we've got uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. And uh, ZSJ has been looking forward to this one because he 
he loves putting a hurt on uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, doesn't he? Oh, it's a really solid match. It's very, it's a match-based match, which is my notes uh, shit. It is a very mat-based match, I should say. And uh, both men trying to get the one up on the other one, which I thought was really cool. Like uh, ZSJ is trying to put him down in submissions. And then, uh, you know, you've got uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who's also quite proficient in uh, putting people into holds and things himself. And it was just like, all right, at some point you're thinking, all right, who's going to outwit the other one here? And, well, it's the ace. And the ace is great at outwitting his opponents. And so you've got a trapping pin there, Tanahashi on eight, ZSJ on 10. And I am a stupid McFuck idiot because that's not even the next no, match. Yeah, you skipped it. We'll the next to, match we'll, we'll get was... To it. Yeah. Hiroki Goto versus. Can we just talk about the Tana one? Yeah, let's finish first that. and then jump back. Yeah, we'll God, back. Mm-hmm. everyone on pod, everyone listening to this is going. Wait, like you skip the Goto match, whereas Mister Andy's like, can we skip all the Goto <laughs> matches? <laughs> we'll get back to it, but trust me. But I had a feeling the first three matches were going to go the way they did, um, because the points aren't for anything anymore, and you might as well just kind of uh, even them up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, I like the Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. match. They, it, yeah. they have tremendous chemistry. Um, it's like, it's undeniable. And after the match, like uh, Zack Sabre Jr. like wouldn't stop wrestling Tanahashi, which is pretty great. And Tanahashi was taunting him and shit. I just, these two guys are just amazing. And um, magical. Yeah. And, and Tanahashi is a wrestler. He takes New Japan's success as like a personal mission for his life, you know, and, uh, and after all that he's done, he deserves a nice long rest this week, you know, cause man, he busted his ass and he looked stiff as fuck in this match. Like if you just watch him run in this match, it's like, Oh man, you know, I felt bad for him. Cause he, I mean, like the guy doesn't have to do this anymore. He doesn't have to be in G ones. He could just be a guy that's at the top of the card and shows up every once in a while. He could pull a John Cena, but he doesn't do that. You know, he's he's got the, the, the company on his back and, and he's never going to take it off until he can't walk anymore. And I fucking love that. I love Tom. I wish I wish, uh, I wish Okada had that attitude. Well. Uh, because I didn't feel like he had that attitude this G1. So, uh, That's true. you know. So what about yeah. Goto? <clears throat> All right. So let's uh, rewind, everyone, because uh, I missed a jump ahead. I guess I really wanted to talk about Tanahashi's Zack Sabre Jr., that's uh, that's for sure. But in between Yano and Yoshi and Tanahashi and Zack Sabre Jr. was Hiroki Goto versus Juice Robinson. And every now and again, we'll both talk about a match, and your response to, to whatever I say is, it's a really good match. I'm not sure how much there is to say about it. And that's kind of how I feel about uh Juice versus Goto. It's a pretty standard, solid match uh, that I liked more because Juice won. Yeah. Uh, Goto's face looked messed up. A yeah. Bit too. Fuck you, Goto. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, pulp friction. Juice at eight, and Goto also at eight. Bit of uh, evening up of the scores there, which uh, is fine. In this match, Juice works the crowd and is very charismatic. Goto makes comebacks and is not charismatic. 
Um, they had some cool counter sections, and I will give Goto a little credit. He had this cool counter uh, where he countered the Pulp Friction into this rear naked choke lucha pin thing that was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And uh, Juice wins, and like you said, which is awesome, because fuck you, Goto! And I love, I love the fact that my hate for Goto pisses people off. It makes me so happy, and my God, it pissed some people off this week, and I love that. I'm starting to think uh, my love of evil has uh, annoyed some people. Oh well, yeah, but, you got uh, you got into it with some people over evil, <laughs> you know, which is pretty fun. Look, when uh, someone is tweeting about how uh, their opinion is right and anyone who uh, disagrees with it is stupid and that opinion is indefensible, I'm going to just jump in here and go, uh, yeah, you're wrong. Your, your uh, because, argument, uh, I, your argument's dog shit, Luke. <laughs> Somebody said. Yeah, yeah, someone's like complaining. Look, let's talk about this evil match first. Then I'll get into a bit of this. <laughs> that was pretty funny. So we've got. Well, we got uh, Kenta versus Naito first. Oh shit! I'm doing it again. <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, so next week on the on the uh, Never Open podcast, uh, it'll be your host, Mister Andy, <laughs> and your co-host. Uh, Luke, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I get excited, and I'm pretty, you know, as as much as I'll have some shit to say. Uh, yeah. All right. This match is awesome, by the way. It's uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Kenta. I think these two are magic together. Mind games is so fucking good, and it's only good because you mix it up with the fucking brutality that these two have. These two beat the crap out of each other. And, uh, you know, and they have both of their finishes scouted big time. In fact, they've, they've got each other's finishes so well scouted that, uh, yeah, uh, Kenta doesn't even win with the go to sleep or the game over. He, uh, he rolls him up. And so Kenta on, not only is he on 10 points, uh, I think he's just eliminated uh, the double champion, Tetsuya Naito. So, Kenta 10, Naito 12. Kenta had a hell of a G1, man. and He, he I so mean, did. He really did. And, uh, Better than know, last year's, in my opinion. Oh, certainly. This is the best shit he's done in New Japan, you know? And what's interesting about this match is the last big match. Are you? What are you doing? Stop it. Sorry. <laughs> the, the last big match before COVID was Kenta versus Naito in a fucking bloodbath. Like, Naito started bleeding, and they just kept wrestling, and he's bleeding all over the place. It was awesome. And so, you know, I don't know if this was as good as that, you know, because that match was just fucking uh, blood. I love blood when it's used properly, and obviously Mm -hmm. I don't think it was on purpose in that match, but, man, they used it, and it was great. Um, But, uh, you know, it was just fun to see Kenta do all this. I'm not real happy with the fact that he pinned the champion, but at the same time, this is a storytelling device that that the New Japan uses to get uh, contenders for the title. So, you know, uh, Kenta will have that in his back pocket, and maybe along the road, you know, um, that's going to come up at some point. So, uh, pretty cool stuff. I, like I said, I just I came out of this match thinking, man, goddamn, Kenta, Kenta did really good, and I, I'm happy because I've been waiting a long time to see the Kenta of old, you know, again, and we're never going to see that again, but we're going to see something that, that's better in a lot of ways, and so I'm, I'm happy we're finally seeing that. I would, I would also say, like, what it's been a year now that, that uh, Kenta's been in New Japan, and now I feel feel like he's fully settled in. 
into his role as a member of board club and he's fully embraced his role there. And, you know, also that I don't give a fuck attitude is pretty dang good too. So, yeah, uh, really good match. Uh, it's weird, like, when you say not as good as the previous match, but still, this is really fucking good. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, I, I was uh, really happy with it. And here we are, Mr. Andy. We have the final, which is Sonata versus Evil. Evil just needs a draw or a win to win the block. Sonata has to win. And it's 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 a good match. Like, it's Sonata's speed versus Evil's power and cheating. And it's got some great back and forth. Yes, there is cheating galore. So much so that even... Look, LIJ members rarely get involved in each other's matches, but uh, every now and again, an LIJ member will be watching a match going, yeah, nah, this is too fucked up, mate. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to sit here anymore. So he uh, he gets his, he gets his butt involved in the match. And all right, do I like Sonata? Yes. But sadly, Sonata wins. And... For, and he ends up on block on 12 along with Evil, but he's got tiebreakers on over both Evil and Naito, who also end on 12, so he wins. And immediately after he wins, I was like, uh, Kota Ibushi's winning the G1. Immediately. Uh, and my reasoning for this is, and I'm not even going to talk wrestling ability or personality, so let me just take that out of the equation right now, Mr. Andy. And let me talk about a couple of things that makes me think immediately that Kodobushi was winning. One, we're not getting an LIJ versus LIJ final, uh, sorry, uh, main event at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I can't see another person defecting from LIJ so soon after Evil. I just can't see it because then they'd be left with, what, four members? Uh, that's not going to work. And they rarely bring in someone new. And also, I want you to think about who beat Sonata in the G1 and who beat Kota Ibushi in the G1? No, Sonata lost three matches, uh, Ibushi lost two. So when you think about it, uh, when you win the G1, you will probably have to face one or two people who beat you in the G1 uh, for that briefcase rights to uh, main event at the Tokyo Dome. The people who beat Sonata are Goto, Yano, and Yoshihashi. Now, I love Yano, I love Yoshihashi, I probably like Yano more, and Goto's okay. But <laughs> I do not need to see a briefcase match with Yano, Yoshihashi, or Goto, and no one would believe that any of those three would win uh, the briefcase against uh, Sonata. Now, look at the people who beat uh, Koto Ibushi. All right, Shingo Takagi's busy. All right, he's going to be going for the Never stuff. That's fine. But the other man who beat him is Switchblade Jay White, who's one of the top guys in New Japan, and he is a threat to that briefcase. So that immediately, for me, telegraphs it uh, that uh, Kota Ibushi's winning, and that kind of killed the main event of the G1 for me, uh, the G1 final. It killed my enthusiasm and my interest. Uh, I would have preferred... Look, all right, so Kota Ibushi's winning the G1, right? I thought a better final would have been uh, Naito or Evil. Uh, 
Now, would Naito bring, uh, sorry, Evil bring some cheating shenanigans into it? Yes. But then Abushi would overcome in a dramatic, awesome way and be back to back. Instead, that's not what we got. Now, his, is Sonata's in-ring ability good? Yeah, I think it's great. I think I think he's wonderful in the ring. But maybe personality charisma-wise, I still can't see him main eventing at the Tokyo Dome. So is it great that he won a block? Yeah, I'm proud of him. Well done, mate. Pat on the back, good. I'm happy for you. But I never once believed Sonata had any fucking chance in fucking hell of winning, ever. And, yeah, uh, before, and uh, I'll let you get into it. Uh, right now, and then uh, I'll just jump into that little Twitter argument I had. But yeah, go for it. Well, I'm going to talk about the Sonata Evil match, and then I'm going to hold my thoughts about the G1 Finals till we get there. So, um, you know, I can see the argument that this match, this uh, Sonata versus Evil match, shouldn't be what a a New Japan main event is, meaning all the cheating and whatnot. Um, However... I don't agree with that. I think that that's just a little bit of Western wrestling that's slipping its way into New Japan, and and that's kind of what these guys like. You know, that's what Gato grew up watching. So he's gonna put that stuff in, and if you don't like it, then maybe you don't like New Japan. You know, so I mean, that's kind of the way I look at it. It it all can't be one hundred percent strong style. You know, guys just meat slapping all the time. It can't do that, and I think it would be boring if that's what it was. So. Um, that's my opinion, you know, about that. I thought this match was a lot of fun, though. I mean, we had Sonata putting both guys in the Paradise Lock at one point, Dick Togo and Evil. You know, um, it's almost like there wasn't a ref in this match though, because of all the cheating. And I was starting to think about when I used to get mad about the constant burial of the referees in New Japan until I started to realize it's a storytelling device that they use to make heels assholes. You know, and if the refs didn't take a bump, you know, they would be buried even more, you know? And so I get it. It's just kind of, I kind of like it now. I think it's funny. So I don't know. I really thought this match was fun and it was very interesting that Dick Togo and evil, they hit the magic killer on Sonata and then Haruma runs in and then he gets a magic killer for his troubles. You know, I don't know. Mm. I thought it was a lot of fun. I can certainly see, and we'll talk about it more here in a minute that, Sonata is not a main event guy, and that was clear in this match. Although he's not that in America, but maybe he is that way in Japan because he's super mm-hmm. fucking over. So they've done something right over there. I don't know that it's quite working on the American fans because we did see a lot of people that were not happy with Sonata being in that main event. So uh, that's my thoughts on the match. Um, what do you think of the G1 tournament? And do you have any kind of favorite matches or memories from it now before we get into the, the G1 finals? Oh, just to piggyback on what you said, Mr. Andy, if heels don't cheat or try shenanigans to win at any cost, why are they even heels? Yeah, why right. even have good guys and bad guys? Why not just have guys just fight each other? Uh it might work for real sports, but this is wrestling. Uh, wrestling is a show. Do they present this as a sport? Yeah. But they also present this as enter- you know, an entertaining, fun, storytelling kind of medium, right? So you've, yeah. And <clears throat> I can't even remember his name. I don't give a shit what his 
you know, I don't think he wants me to even mention his name anyway, but he was complaining about all the heel shit that you said you didn't mind uh, it, and all the how the ref gets chumped out and how it's all illogical and stuff like that. And I just simply tweeted, wrestling's illogical. Your argument is dog shit. And, and you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. It's all illogical and stuff like that. And I'm just like, well, as a big Yano fan, you know, I don't mind wrestling being a bit silly and Ill illogical. And to which he replied, well, you know, Yano matches insult your intelligence too. <laughs> and I'm thinking, that's some shit phrasing. Doesn't insult mine. I said to him, not mine. It insult, doesn't insult my intelligence. When I watch a Yano match, I know what to expect and I'm willing to go ahead and have fun with it. When I watch evil heel, evil being evil, I tweeted this over a week ago. Evil's evil. Pisses people off, and that makes me happy. Yeah. Because what he he's ranting about how stupid it is, and I'm thinking to myself, evil's doing his job good. Yeah. Well, uh, he, well, and then don't watch it. You know, I don't watch WWE anymore. I got so pissed off with it that I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I watching something I don't like? So I quit watching it. You know, and man, my life is so much better. I love watching people get all pissed off on Twitter about something that happens on WWE because I don't even know what it is and I don't care. So, you know, I don't understand why people watch something they hate. Why do you torture yourself? And if you don't like it, why are you trying to steal the joy that other people's have? You know, I mean, come on, don't do that. Don't don't be a joy thief. Uh, uh, my last couple of tweets to him was, well, I respectfully disagree. Enjoy your day. And then he responded with something else. I'm just like. Well, I still disagree, but, you know, <laughs> I, I like your passion for New Japan. Yeah. You have a good day, mate. Uh, you know, I'm not into – I say I fucking swear and share all this kind of stuff all the time, but I'm not interested in uh, ragging on people and shitting on their fun. Not interested. Uh, it's, you know, if people were really happy about Sonata winning, awesome. People are really happy about Kota Ibushi winning, awesome. You know, it's not quite my thing, but, hey, we all love New Japan, and that's that's – all I care about is that we all have this passion and love for New Japan. Now, you did ask me some of my favorite matches of the tournament. Uh, well, I'd be remiss if I didn't immediately put uh, uh, Suzuki, Ibushi, and Taichi and Ibushi on that list, especially from uh, the A block. Uh, as much as I hate the finish, uh, Jay White versus Ishii was a fucking phenomenal match. I really liked I really liked Ishii versus Jeff Cobb. I'm sticking to that uh, J good. block at the moment. It's good. You know, uh, uh, I liked Shingo versus Ishii. Uh, you know, uh, Shingo Taichi was awesome as well. Um, Taichi, Ishii, uh, you're getting a lot of Ishii and Taichi and Shingo and, you know, all these kind of guys that I already love because they never let me down. They're always quite awesome to watch and entertaining. Uh, it's funny, like, I love Jay White the most, and I don't usually mention a lot of his matches, but his match with Ishii is incredible. Uh, I did like his Ibushi match as well, but, you know, I might like I might like the heel stuff and can go along with it, but, uh, you know, it's usually for the kind of more never-ish style matches that uh, I will usually cling to the most. Now, if you want me to rattle off some B-block matches, like pretty much like most of Kenta or Zack Sabre Jr.'s matches were fucking phenomenal. Um, you know, uh, 
where is he? Saber Junior. I liked his matches with uh, with Toriyanu. Yes, I know I said that. Yes, you heard me correctly. His match with Naito uh, was awesome, and you know, Kenta had some great matches with that. You know, Tanahashi was a good one. Uh, the Naito match was pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, so. So you just named all the matches. <laughs> all the matches. I am. Okay. As, as, you might not be able to believe this, listeners, and you, Mr. Andy, but uh, I'm I'm fucking easily pleased. Oh. It's very rare that I'm uh, Mr. Fuck This. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, all right. Uh, so that's how I feel. Okay. Well, um, uh, in terms of some of my favorites. Would you like to hear some of mine? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know. Um, but, All right, uh, so uh, the G1 final. <laughs> <laughs> well, you named every match, but here's a couple like kind of, or maybe just one dark horse match that I thought was awesome that no one's ever going to mention. And that was Tanahashi versus Juice Robinson. That match was fucking fantastic. Juice had a really great uh, G1. And my favorite match of the whole tournament was absolutely Zack Sabre Jr. versus Toriano. I think that was one of the best matches I've ever seen. And I've seen thousands upon thousands of matches in person and on TV. And I've seen so many New Japan matches. That made me so happy. That match made me so happy. And we're going to talk about it a little more later on. Because it's going to happen again. And that's pretty fucking awesome. So, um... I'm ready to move out, move on now, man. But I just wanted to give a little love to Juice, uh, fuck Goto, and fuck you, Yoshihashi. Let's go. If we want to talk about uh, wrestlers that may be impressed more than I thought they would, um, now I, all the wrestlers I've already mentioned in some of my favorite shit, I knew that would be be great in the G1, and they were, but. I'm surprised how good Yoshihashi was. Uh, shut your face, Mr. Andy. I thought he brought it. Uh, I saw, apart from the Yano match, because no one gives it, gives it 110% fifth gear in a Yano match, but they're still creative and fun. But every, all the other matches he had, they were, I was thoroughly entertained by him. And I felt like he gave every match his all, so... You know. He tried hard. That was good. I appreciate that. But fuck him anyway. But um, who stepped up in B block and A block, man? It's uh, Tai Chi. Yeah, I was gonna say Tai Chi, man, was a big surprise. I knew he was good, but man, coming out of this G one, he's great, and he's great like the great wrestlers of New Japan are. Like he's great. It's yeah. he he had matches that were great with people who aren't great, which is how you tell if somebody's great. So, I mean, that's that's what's amazing about him. Fucking great, man. Yep. Yeah. He's yeah, he's phenomenal. All right, so here we are, the G1 final. And, uh, oh, tag matches are back. Yeah! Man, fuck. <laughs> I, I, I've, mi I've missed tag matches. Yeah, man. Uh, we have Toriyanu, Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Goto versus Daoki, El Desperado, and the Dangerous Takers, which is Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr., so in this match, Yoshi, Ishii, and Goto, they are the six-man never-open champions. The Dangerous Takers are the heavyweight tag team champions. And I do like the spot where uh, Yano starts taking the turnbuckles off and Zach's like, Yana, uh, and ties them <laughs> back on. <laughs> uh, I really liked a double-team move by Goto and Yoshi. Uh, I 
you're just going to be like, Luke, shut the fuck up. Uh, the podcast is over. But uh, I like the Russian League sweep headhunter combo on Dowkey. Um, the finish pissed me off at the time. It doesn't anymore because, yeah, it's going to set up a match. But Black Mephisto and Zack Sabre Jr. drags Dowkey on top of Yoshihashi. One, two, three. And I'm thinking to myself, look, did it have to be Yoshihashi? Yes. Why couldn't it have been Goto? That's or, fine. Or, no, not Ishii, but why couldn't it have been Goto? Um, because, uh, uh, yeah. But I think they, they did it that way because they want to go, oh, Yoshi is still the most pinnable motherfucker in this match, and we're going to make you think that, uh, oh, those titles, yeah, they're going to lose them in no time at all. So, yeah, Daoki pins Yoshihashi. Uh, uh, Andy, Mr. Andy has uh, makes a mess in his pants, <laughs> and Dalkey in a good way <laughs> challenge. Yeah, in a good way. Dalkey challenges for the six man titles. Who's he going to choose to be with him? Don't know. But apparently, in the back, in, well, not apparently, it did happen in the backstage uh, segments. Uh, Dalkey and the rest of Zach, uh, Zach, and rest of Suzuki Goon beat the shit out of Ishii's leg and yes. uh, beat him up. So Suzuki Goon's coming for those six-man titles. Uh, I, Yeah, so, you know, they're setting up a title match. And that's fine. Cool. Well, it'll be him, Desperado, and maybe a returning wrestler. We'll find out, you know. That'll be exciting. But I, I got to, you know, we got to get this right, okay? So we're calling moves on this show every once in a while, and that was not Black Mephisto. It was Zach Mephisto. That they oh, hit, you know, because Zach because it was a double, thing, right? Yeah. It was awesome. And uh, just a few moments before this match started, um, we were tweeting away, and I was like, "Hey, man, you know, I'm pretty sure Dookie is going to pin Yoshihashi," and that's what happened. <laughs> I was laughing my head off, and you were so upset, and I'm sorry about uh, that. I tweeted out, "Dookie's back," and I know he's getting pinned here, and wow, didn't I eat a shit sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You know, it's fun, and, and it's it's a good way to kind of start this feud that's going to continue through all these tag matches, and this is just another great example of how New Japan tells stories normally. This is how they do it. So here we are. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So we got, uh, oh, I'm so happy to see, see him back. It's uh, Hiromu Takahashi and Takagi Shingo versus uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Minaro Suzuki. There's a brawl to start off the match. But it started by Shingo and Hiromu. Yeah, it is. Whoa. So there it is. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, there's these weird marks on Suzuki's back. And uh, I jokingly tweeted, like, did someone have the balls to put cigars out on Suzuki's back? To which you replied, nah, he probably just did that himself. I don't know For what fun. they are. They look like. For fun. Yeah, some kind of medical thing. I don't know. I don't know. If anyone knows what they are, you know how to contact us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a really cool match, though, and and uh, there's a time bomb on Kanemaru and LIJ win, Suzuki, and uh, Shinto, apparently. That's another time I've called him Shinto rather than Shingo in my notes. But, yeah, Shingo brawl after the matchup as well, and Shingo uh, is being teased by Suzuki, who's holding up the title going, hey, you want this? You want this? Which is pretty much the only reason he brought it out in the last match of the right. G1 going, hey, this is mine. I took it from you, motherfucker. You want this? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> really cool stuff. Uh, and uh, yes, I like Hiromu a lot more, but it's also really cool to see guys like uh, Daoki, El Desperado, sure. and Yoshinobu Kanemaru back. All the guys that came back, uh, mostly junior guys that have been away, 
Uh, wow, have I missed them. Yeah, man, it's great to see everybody back. And and we don't even know who everyone is yet. I mean, we're going to continue to see uh, when we get into kind of preview of what shows are coming up, you know, when we're going to find out who is all coming back, you know. Um, this was, uh, here's a couple things that I thought was interesting about this match. One is that Hiromu ran to the ring like a fucking maniac and just sprinted around the ring. And then like he sat in a corner and then when, um, the announcer went to call his name, he was like, what? And like ran up in the corner. (laughs) Yeah. He's just like on 11 and it's awesome. Uh, Hiromu's so great. Keep your eyes on him because he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And then after the match, uh, Suzuki was all pissed off, right, as usual, and basically <laughs> he had forgotten the title. And here comes Gabriel Kidd. He's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I want to be a Suzuki Goon, please, sir." And he tries to hand the Never title to um <laughs> to Suzuki, and Suzuki just fucking beats the shit out of him. And I was like, "That is awesome." <laughs> yeah. So funny. Uh- what were you thinking, Gabriel Kid? What what were you thinking? Also, props to uh, Hiromu for the uh, giant uh, suicidal tendencies kind of logo and shit yeah. on the back of his uh, of his shirt, I... oh, jacket. Sorry, that was fucking awesome. Uh, I guess uh, my wife and my sister weren't uh, too aware of that band because they're like, "What's the deal with that?" I'm like, "Are you really are you serious?" It's that's that's suicidal tendencies. They're yeah, a fucking loves, awesome band. Like, he loves punk rock, man, and. The good kind, you know. One, one more thing, though, <clears throat> is that the thing with Suzuki and Gabriel Kidd reminded me so much of the thing la- last episode we were talking about where Suji was in the ring trying to help Naito during the Yano match, and Naito's like, oh, <laughs> let's do the fist bump. Oh, definitely. We're definitely going to do it. You're dead. You know? <laughs> so it was that same yeah. kind of thing. Pretty funny. Uh just had to throw that in there. So Yeah, absolutely. All right, so now our next matchup. We've got Master Wato, yay! Also, you know, with uh, Hiroshi Tenzan, of course, who uh, the commentators will drum into your head as a billion times that uh, he's one of the two people to he's one of the only two people to have ever won back to back G ones. So they're planting those seeds. I mean, telegraphing who's winning tonight. Mind you, it was telegraphed the previous night. It's another one. Dude, but anyway, I, the, we've got Master Wato, yeah. uh, Jeff Cobb, Juice Robinson, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Gato, uh, Taiji Ishimori. Yay! Uh, Gato. Oh, I wrote Gato twice. Fuck. Who else is in there? Gato, Kenta. Ishimori, Switchblade, Jay White. And Kenta. Um, and Kenta. My God, why do I write Gato twice? Yeah, because I don't proofread my notes, uh, boys and girls. So there it is. I think that's evident every time I go. Hey, oh, Luke, uh, Luke. Oh, fuck that spelling up. Luke, when you fall, I'm here to catch you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I always keep fighting. <laughs> 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 and uh, I like the start of this match. Tanner goes to the uh, to the side facing the crowd, starts opening up his jacket to show off how fucking ripped and uh, handsome he is. And then Switchblade joins him, just casually sidles up next to him, opens up his own jacket, looks at looks at Tanahashi, nods his head going, yeah, not bad, mine's better. And they have a pretty much an ab off right there, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Uh, Jay mocking uh, Hiroshi Tanzan was quite a lot of fun too because he, he was beating up Wato and he, he does those 
what are those chops called? That um, Mongolian yeah, chops. Mongolian chops. Yep. Which I thought was really cool. This was so much fun. I love seeing the uh, Bullet Club guys back together again. The Gato's in this match, dude. Lols. Uh, Texas Cloverleaf and right. Roshi Tanashi taps out Gato. <laughs> uh, you know, Master fucking Watto's back, so that's awesome. And he was doing all kinds of Master Watto shit with Taiji Shimori. And then Bullet Club's like, you know what? We're going to put an end to that. And they just start fucking up Watto. And I wish they beat up <laughs> Jeff Cobb instead. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Jay White was doing the Mongolian chops to Watto and taunting Tenzon, but then Watto kind of, like, dodged something, and so Jay White fed his head out through the ropes and fucking Tenzon looked around and did his own Mongolian chops. The crowd loved it. I love how in New Japan matches the heels get their comeuppance, like, immediately sometimes. You yeah. know what I mean? For the little minor discretions that they pull, they get they get the – you know, get uh, come up and immediately. Um, we also had Jeff Cop throwing dudes at Gato over and over again, <laughs> which was fun. And uh, he even did that spot again where he picked up Gato and threw him at Jay White, which was, uh, right. you know, just a reminder back back to their match as well in the G One. Yeah, it's it's really cool stuff, and I, I love Gato because you know he books he books New Japan boys and girls. In case you don't know, and there has been a history in wrestling of active wrestlers who are bookers. And what do they tend to do, Mr. Andy? They tend to put themselves over. They're yeah. or their son or the champion at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Gato is not like that. In fact, I don't think I, if Gato is in a match where his team wins, he's not even involved in the pin or, the, or maybe even the double team. So um, I, yeah, uh, if, in case you guys didn't know, I respect the shit out of Gato for being, I guess, uh, a jobbery jobber. So they, there it is. Did you notice that Tanahashi did absolutely nothing in this match? <laughs> he, did, he did the ab off at the beginning. He got the crowd pumped up, and he like he like tagged in and did the cloverleaf, and that's it. <laughs> Which is like, God bless you, sir. You deserve to just stand there for one night because, goddamn, you just you just about killed yourself for. 20 nights so uh, i really appreciated that yeah so did i yeah uh and usually i don't mention when we have um disinfectant breaks usually it's oh, three matches uh, ad breaks and then we come back this one's important because they announce wrestle kingdom on january 4th i'm like yay wrestle kingdom jan 4th i'm like cool uh hold on to your britches <laughs> january 4th and? and january 5th we're doing two nights again Oh my god, it was so hard last year. I think I'll be like conditioned to it this year. As long as they do don't do the four AM, one AM thing or four AM, two AM. Man, that was so hard. Uh, but man, I'm excited for Wrestle Kingdom. It's it's on the same date every year and has been ever since it started fifteen years ago. And you know, before that there was also a January fourth show. So this has been the WrestleMania, so to speak, for New Japan for a long time, and it's a big fucking deal. Yep, and it's on a Monday and Tuesday night, so, you know, but they keep that at that date every year, um, and I'm fine with it. Like, yeah, it's going to be it's Wrestle Kingdom. It's going to be huge. It's going to be awesome, and we are back, and, oh, man, I am so happy to see this man back. He is one of my favorites, and I think everyone's gotten a break from me uh, uh, gushing about him 
Uh, but uh, be prepared to uh, hear a lot more of that because show is back and he is awesome. Show and Kazuchika Okada versus the Great Okan and Butt Munch with female Butt Munch. And that was good. I don't do, I don't really break down uh, Butt Munch's matches or talk about them that much. So I didn't, I don't really take notes for these. So, you know, Butt Wipe. Uh, he taps out show, the which four. uh, hmm, to the figure four, yeah. <sighs> and um, the, the great Okan, maybe it's just because of the um, the group that he's about to be a part of and stuff, but uh, I wasn't too impressed with him in this match. Uh, you can probably say if you were impressed or not. Well, probably say you you can say you're about to say i'm allowed Uh, i'll allow it yeah uh you know um wrong team one uh but i will mention that uh okada with the attack straight away he doesn't usually do shit like that so there you go they well they were watching that earlier match and they're like oh we're gonna do that shit too but uh i you know all i have to talk about in this match is that you know it's mostly heat on show he didn't get to do much of his shit but you know it's good to see him back love show and um, the Great Ocon. Okay, so we get a little bit more of an idea of what his gimmick is. He's kind of a strongman character. You know, he was no selling chops, and he was kind of doing, you know, heely strongman kind of stuff. And, and uh, you know, there was one part where they just kind of had show in the corner, and he kind of sat on show like in a... I don't know, like a con would sit on a throne, you know, and that was kind of neat. I like the character stuff that he did in the match, and I can't wait to see it. I couldn't believe it was him, though, when he tore the towel away. I was like, who is this guy? And then he pulls the towel away. I was like, oh, my God, it's that guy. I forgot. I wonder if that's going to keep working on me. We'll see. Oh, look, it's great. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'm not. I'm, I shouldn't say that he fails to impress. It's just like I'm just bummed because I want to be behind him. And it's hard to get behind someone who's associated with a turd nugget. It's not his so fault, you know, I can't hate on him for that. So you know, I'm good at compartmentalizing. I've you know, <laughs> due to living where I live and uh, the shit I gotta put up with on a daily basis, I'm very good at compartmentalizing. So I can separate things in my mind, the things that I like and the things that I don't like, and sometimes they bleed over, but very rarely. So I can watch his match objectively and not let the the bullshit that's going on around him slide in now that doesn't make me some kind of great person actually it makes me damaged and awful in a lot of ways but um but i don't know i i'm i'm having fun watching the great Ocon. i can't wait to see what he does next cool if i know um, it's him if i even can tell it's him i'm not sure you never know who it is you know oh shut up <laughs> but, but yes the uh the black ballers win uh so next we have uh evil with pimp Juice, uh, I wrote Pumpy again. I don't know why. Evil versus Evil and Yujiro Takahashi versus Bushi, and his mask game is strong, like always. Oh, Bushi with uh, Tetsuya Naito. Um, wasn't sure how the start of this match. Of course, Dick Togo is with uh, Evil as always. I wasn't sure how the match would start off. Like, are these two gonna too sweet? And yeah, they do. So that was kind of cool. In fact, it was too sweet, uh, you would oh say. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do. There is a spot where uh, Togo rams Bushi into the railing and it knocks Milano right off his fucking chair. 
the crowd loves that too. They think that's so funny. And that's a perfect spot, like you know, for 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 that because he's 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 the he's the wrestler of the commentators and stuff. Well, I guess he's the most likely to take a bump. Sure, uh, it's not going to be drunk like that's for sure. <laughs> <He's taking laughs> he falls off his chair. It's for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it, uh, uh, it it's another fun tag match. But uh, you know. Uh, Illogical bullshit cheating galore, allegedly, and <laughs> Scorpion Deathlock and Evil taps out Bushi. And uh, for some reason, I was like, oh, well, that's a Scorpion Deathlock. That's like that's like a sharpshooter, but twisted the other way and stuff. And Charity's, Charity and Michelle are like, right? What, what's the difference? No, like, it's the same. <laughs> difference is like one's, one's for left-handers, handers, <laughs> people. The other one's for right-handed people, but uh, I don't think they really make that distinction. It's just like one's one way, one's the other way. But you see a lot of people doing uh, – I don't really see it in New Japan, but a lot of people have done sharpshooters. I don't see as many people breaking out scorpion deathlocks. So, yay. Uh, and I guess um, I'm going to get some heat for this, but I always like Sting more than – Red Hot anyway. So there that is. That's fair. I mean, Stink's <clears throat> dumb, but, you know, I, I, I like Stink too. He's fucking awesome. But I yeah. think Scorpion Deathlock just sounds way cooler than the Sharpshooter. Yay! You know? Um, yeah. This match is fine. I mean, there's nothing spectacular going on here. The whole point of this match is so that Evil can win and then hold those ta- hold the belts up. So he posed with the belts after the match, and that's what that's all about. It's just a story match, and that's all it was. You know, so uh, I thought it was interesting. Now, real quick thing I just want to mention is is that we've gone on and on about drunk Jushin Thunder Liger during this tournament, but guess what? He was fucking sober as hell during this last uh, finals because. He was, this was a serious, you know, this was serious business. And as we've said before, there used to not be commentary at all on the G1, like, you know, regular tournament matches. So, you know, this is kind of a fairly new thing. And so I think it's more just kind of lighthearted, just good times. Plus they're probably so tired. So they're just uh, slap happy. So we had a little more serious Liger tonight. So he wasn't jokey joke, taking bumps or making fun of people. So. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Yeah. Are you Are you ready? I'm ready. Well, we got to talk about Chono first because you're gonna get mad about that, and then we got to talk about the match that you're gonna get mad right. about. So, just in case you uh, you uh, weren't sure that uh, Abushi was winning tonight, here comes Masahiro Chono, who's also won back to back to back to back <laughs> fucking G ones like. And uh, the English commentary. I'm so I'm pretty sure that if I spoke, if I spoke, if I understood Japanese, I'm pretty sure if I understood, I could speak it too. But never mind. Uh, I'm pretty sure if I understood the Japanese commentary, they'd be banging on about the same kind of stuff. But you know, it's all of it. All of it has kind of telegraphed to me that what the what the finish is, and I don't like that. Uh, but. Uh, Chono comes in. What, what, what's the gist of what uh, Chono has oh, to I say, Mr. Andy? I got this covered. So Chono comes out. Oh, my God. The crowd's fucking going nuts. And by the way, this is the beginning of the crowd just being like, you know what? We don't care about COVID. We're going to start yelling. And they start yelling and stuff. It's awesome. And um, so Chono comes out. He's clearly there to make a huge announcement. I mean, why else would he be have a live mic in the middle of the ring? And he's like, Hey man, New Japan's awesome. The goddamn G1 is awesome. I'll be sitting over there. 
the end. <laughs> That's so weird. But I, you know, you're right. They they did that to push the story along of, you know, the fact that Ibushi is going to win this this match. So I, I understand that this is kind of them hitting this over, you know, hitting this uh, nail over the head when the nail's already in the board. But I don't know. I, I like all this. I think it's fun. I did find it strange because I went back and watched this match. I'd fallen asleep during the uh, original broadcast because, goddamn, I was so tired. It started at 2 a.m. my time. Come on, New Japan. But, um... I found it very difficult to get over the fact that I, I ended up watching rewatching this on the English commentary and mm-hmm. they, they beat the shit out of this point. I mean, it was already evident to me as I was watching it originally with the Japanese commentary, but man, those guys, I love them. I think they're great, but I think they did a really rough job on this, especially this final match. It was just, we get it. We fucking get it. You know what I mean? They just kept saying the same shit over and over back again. Back to back. Back to back. Yeah. Back to back. Only two man. men have done back to back. Was... Back to back. Take a shot every time they say back to back. Back to back. Right? Shut the fuck up. I mean, back I, don't, to back. I just don't think it helped at all. I didn't think they added anything to the, co- to the matches. I think that it took away. It was distracting. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Um. So you look at... Uh, Abushi's last match in uh, the G1 uh, round robin rounds, uh, and it was against Tai Chi. 158 kicks. No, I didn't count them. Uh, I think uh, that was one of the uh, little tidbits that uh, uh, Mr. Rocky Romero uh, mentioned, which is which is cool. 158 times they fucking kicked each other. Well, I think that's in total. Just half that, and that's how many times they probably kicked each other. Uh, you know, who cares how many times each kick? You know, that's how many kicks. There's we're. a lot anyway. of kicks, okay? So, of course, Abushi has his fucking leg taped the fuck up, right? Uh, now, for the majority of this match, he does it a couple times. But the way I would have worked this match would have been go after that leg the whole time. Fuck his leg up. Keep going for it. Keep going for that submission. Keep putting him in leg submissions. Kick him in the leg. Punch him in the leg. Drop kick him in the leg. Uh, slam him on his leg. Do dragon leg, screw leg whips. All this kind of stuff. Sonata barely touches the leg for a good portion of the match, and I found that to be kind of stupid. Uh, he barely worked the leg. I thought this match was slow and plodding and boring, and both men have had better matches in the G1. A lot of people on on the Tweeties were saying, oh, my God, at the 25-minute mark, oh, my God, 25 minutes already? It's flown by. Uh, and to which my, my tweet was like, really? Uh, it's felt longer than 25 minutes to me. Um, and in fact, I would say for the first 25 to 30 minutes, nothing really happened. I never once believed that Sonata had a chance of winning. I wasn't a huge fan of this match. But what do I know? I'm an atheist. So, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, and the finish is Kamagoye. Uh, two Kamagoyes. And, uh, of course, back back to back, back to back. Can you believe it? Back to back? Okay, all right. So I, I got a lot to say about this, all right? First of all, I want to say that I was one of those people that thought this match went very quickly. I was like, wow, it's almost over. Holy shit. You know, we've been 25 minutes in. I was enjoying it. It was very slow and plotting as new Japan main events tend to be. All right. Um, lots of strikes and long holds. 
And here's what happens. So they have this little goof that happens. So I wouldn't call it a botch, but they, they kind of screwed something up. And commentary basically calls attention to it and then and then makes that a storyline in the match that's not there. They're like, oh, Bushi's got his bell rung. He's he's just not right. And it's like, what? I don't I didn't see it. what they were saying was not what was happening in the match from my point of view. So I hated that. And that really I eventually just turned the commentary down. Um, but I turned it back up towards the end because the Japanese crowd were just screaming and shit. They were I even heard like mm-hmm. a Sonata. And and here's the thing where, you know, as as a as a Western wrestling fan watching this, I can understand it's a babyface versus babyface match. So because of that, Sonata can't go after the leg over and over and over again. However, we do see stuff like that, and we've talked about how it's situational. But in this posi- position where he was kind of in a way, he was more over than Ibushi. I mean, the crowd was really cheering for Sonata. They wanted him to win so bad. Because he's someone because he's someone new who's never won it before. Well, that and because of the way he's been booked in the G1. Because yeah. he's been booked to get over, and he did. And so, you know, I think that when we see this babyface versus babyface match and we know one of them's not going to win, we can't, you know, you can't get into that. But I, w- I would say this. Knowing the outcome of a match does not necessarily detract, uh, you know, my enjoyment of it. And I understand when it's a big big tournament. However, I don't know when the main events or the, or excuse me, the finals of the G1 have ever been the best match in the G1. I don't think that's, that's not typical. So I wasn't expecting the best match ever. Was it good? Hell yeah, it was good. Was it great? Nah. Did they get out of fourth gear? Nah. And that's the disappointing part for me. Is it when it's a finals match, when it's the biggest match of this entire tournament, that's such a big deal. I want fifth gear. I want a gear that I didn't even know existed. And they never got out of fourth gear, in my opinion. All right. So this is my fourth G1, Mr. Andy. And uh, just talking about the finals, just briefly on, on, on all four. I won't go into detail or anything. I didn't really watch them. But my first G1, the final was Tetsuya Naito versus Kenny Omega. Could have gone either way. Absolutely amazing match. I loved it. And in fact, that's the match that made my sister LOJ for life. So, you know, good memories there. The next year, uh, Kota Ibushi versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Sorry. I thought that was a good match, a great match too. I thought either man could have won that. And, uh, of course, Tanahashi won. Uh, Last year, uh, it was Kota Ibushi versus Switchblade Jay White. I thought that match could have gone either way. So, you know, that's that's my that's the point I'm kind of driving home here. Uh, whether they, whether those three matches were the best of the G1, neither here nor there, the point I'm trying to make is those matches could have gone either way and I probably would have marked out, well, except for maybe last year because I wanted Jay to win. But, you know, I love Kota Bushi as well, so it's not that, it's not that bad. But uh, my point is those three matches could have gone either way and I think a lot of people would have been happy either way with uh, with those uh, three uh, finals. This final, I always knew Ibushi was winning, always. As soon as Sonata got the three, I was like, Ibushi's winning. And he did. And now, to piggyback on your point where sometimes if you know the, just because you know the outcome doesn't mean the match is going to be bad. Agreed. Uh, but uh, I didn't like this match, so uh, there you go. 
I think you're I don't like you're it. underselling your reaction to this. You didn't not like it. You fucking hated it. And you were pissed. Yeah. And you were yeah. acting like it was going to ruin the G1 for you. And so, and I get it. I understand. Hey, I've cooled you know? down. Like, it's been a couple of days. So, like, <laughs> I will I will go, all right, the match is just finished. I'm like, rage against the machine. Right, fuck you. Fucking motherfucking. Nah, yeah, nah, fuck this. Fuck, you know. Um, and then, uh, you know, a couple of days will pass and I'll just be like, yeah, I really didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm... I've, Breathe, just, just yeah, just breathe. breathe with the switchblade. You know, I get it, man. I understand you. You know, and and um, it's your guy didn't win. You wanted Jay White to win, and you want, or you wanted it to be someone different, and it wasn't. And and I get it. It's just, you know, I I don't know. I enjoy wrestling. I to me, wrestling's like pizza. And even when you know pizza's not so great, it's still fucking pizza, you know. And so that's the way I look at New Japan. And so I really enjoyed this, and I thought it was a great match and everything. It just or a good match. I don't think it was great, and it was a little bit of a letdown. However, I'm really happy for Ibushi, man. He's done so, he's done something that clearly we've uh, you know the only two other people have done. And there was a time just a couple years ago where Ibushi was working in New Japan with no contract. Because yeah. and then he signed a forever contract with New Japan, so they're committing to him just like he's committed to them, and I think that's a beautiful story. Uh, look, I do too, and yes, I've had a few days to cool off on it. Why am I so angry? Uh, a wrestler that I love won the G One. Uh, I can't, I can't be mad, and especially since uh, I would say that he probably put on the best matches in the G One. Well, Naito. Nido's in there too, you know. Well, Nido, yeah, Nido's up there as well. But, uh, you know, as soon as you asked me that question, favorite matches, I just thought Suzuki, Ibushi, Taichi, yeah. Ibushi. Uh, but um, it's my least favorite final of the four G1s I've watched. And, and it's – there's the telegraphing and also, yes, I've watched New Japan for about four years now, Mr. Andy. And I've seen matches done in that New Japan slow build style that I have thought were absolutely fucking incredible, and I've loved them. Uh, this was not one of them. And and I'm probably letting my bias show. You're probably right there. Uh, I There was no story in this final. In fact, every time the commentators say, there's not going to be anything, this is going to be a straight-up pure wrestling match, I was hoping then there would be some kind of interference <laughs> or something just to... But no, uh, there's not going to be that. It's the G1 final, and they're not going to fucking do that with uh, Sonata, and uh, or have a, you know, they're not going to have him turn or anything. It's why would you do that? We already had someone from Lij turn. You don't want to deplete the uh, Lij uh, team because they rarely let uh, newcomers in, right? Um, look, it is what it is. Did I hate the G1? Of course not. In fact, uh, it might be my least favorite match since I've started watching, but uh, this might be one of my most fondly remembered G1s because I'm going to get mushy here because I got to cover it with you, dude, and I've loved every second of doing that. So uh, there you go. Well, I appreciate that, and I agree. I mean, this has definitely been a special G1 for more than one reason, you know, and it's been for you and me, I think I speak for both of us, when sometimes – 
that little that couple hours in New Japan was the best and only good part of our day sometimes. And, uh, you know, we're yeah. all putting up with a lot of shit right now. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world that, um, you know, makes the world terrible. So, you know, that's why, to me, I love it and, like, it made me happy and everything. And I get it. I understand. So, but what's next? I mean, that's what begs the question. What's next Luke, we got the road to power struggle, which starts up next week. And we also got the full power struggle card already. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, let me think about that. Yes. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. I want to talk about it now. Um, I'm going to have to press a button. So, cause I didn't copy and paste it. I'm sorry, Mr. Unless you want to just uh, remind me. Of that. Well, I can tell you about yeah. the first match because the first match is a rematch from the G1, and it was my favorite match of the whole G1. It's motherfucking the king of pro wrestling, Toriano versus Zack Sabre Jr., and this is for the king of pro wrestling title. Yep. Uh, They had a... I would say that out of all the Yano matches in this year's G1, that was the best one, hands down, by far. Uh, And one thing I uh, am going to be really tickled by is, uh, all right, what's Yano's stipulation going to be? And what's Zack Sabre Jr.'s stipulation going to be? And I can't wait to vote on that. Yes, please. Well, and they're going to face each other in tag matches, and they're going to use all the tape. There's going to be like a fucking tape shortage in Japan from all the tape that they use during these matches. So uh, we'll learn <laughs> oh. real, real quick an idea of what that stipulation is going to be here soon, I'm sure. I, I would love it. Mr. Andy, if there's like, if, if, uh, you know how Zack Sabre Jr.'s had his, like, uh, one of his knees bandaged up with the whole G1? I would love it if he came out without any bandages and then he just yells out, Someone fucking stole all the tape. Yano, <laughs> Yano, where's all the tape? I couldn't tape my leg up, you, you, you dickhead, because that's what he says all see, the time, dickhead. And you see Kenta uh, in his briefcase sneaking out the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, uh, yeah, that match is going to be super fun. Uh, and that was a long match for, for by Yano standards because it went minutes. over ten minutes. Yeah, twelve, 12 minutes. Wonderful yeah, minutes. That's the equivalent of uh, uh, Kenny and uh, Okada going for an hour. <laughs> All right, maybe not like that, but yeah, <laughs> it, it was a long, long, really good match. They had the best chemistry in in the G one this year uh, in terms of Yano matches. If there was one guy who beat Yano, who deserves to have a go at the Kapow Trophy, the King of Pro Wrestling Trophy. Yeah, it's Zack Sabre Jr. So, yes, please, can't wait. Uh, and uh, there's no need to really have tag team heavyweight title matches at the moment because uh, you want to keep them as champs going into World Tag League. So, yes, please. What's the second match they announced? Oh, okay. So we got, um, this is another rematch from the G1 and from uh, the King of Pro Wrestling uh, Jingu Stadium thing. Is it? It's uh, Minoru Suzuki defending his uh, never openweight championship versus Shingo Takagi. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm going to be, uh, like, I'm giddy right now. Just like, <laughs> I've got I've got the matches up now, Mr. Andy. So, yeah, I can see them. But, yeah, I'm super giddy. I cannot wait for this. Uh, their first match of the two that they've had together was the better one, probably because they was given more time and the stakes were higher. But uh, I think they're, they're, this is their third match this year. I'm just like, hook it up to my veins. It's going to be never as fun. I can't wait. 
and I, and I don't care who wins. Well, I also think that that Jingu Stadium match was the first, like, really never as fuck match that we saw since COVID. You know what I mean? I think that was mm-hmm. like one of the first, like, oh yeah, this is fucking New Japan right here. So that that's another reason why it stands out in my mind. We uh, we also have. Um, Kazuchika Okada in a special singles match versus the great Okan to make him look awesome. And uh, there will be, you know, tons of cheating and all kinds of stuff. But I'm interested to see that because we'll get to see, you know, we've seen what Master Wado shit is. I want to see what great Okan shit is. So I'm interested to yeah. see what that is. So uh, there will probably be some interference what? and stuff like that. This match could go either way. I know great Okan's only just started and Okada is Okada, but... Uh, we're looking to establish a new guy here, so there might be some uh, cheating uh, shenanigans by uh, his fellow black ballers in, in order to uh, to win. Uh, but uh, ignoring that, I really want to see what he can do, and the fact they're putting out him up against uh, Okada first uh, makes me think they've got uh, they're investing in this yeah. uh, young man, and it's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Maybe it should be the black ballers and the great Okan. And that yes. way, you know what I mean? There we go, yes. right? I like that. That's actually like a crazy As soon band. as I said that, I was like, oh, man, like he's not a black ball. No, oh, man. Yeah, and then when you said that, I was like, yes, there yes, we that's, go. Right. that's how we do it. it. So, well, then we also have uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi put his head through it, so he wants it. And that is the uh, IWGP US heavyweight right to challenge contract in the briefcase. Kenta defending versus Hiroshi Tana motherfucking Hashi. Now, there's a few big stakes matches here that um, from this match forwards that I think we can almost guarantee are going to go the way we think they will. But because you know, uh, the uh, G1 winner rarely loses their briefcase and I think uh, Naito's walking into Wrestle Kingdom as the ch- double champ, and that's fine, or at least IWGP heavyweight champ, that's fine. But... I think this one could go either way. I really do, because uh, just think about it. All right, Kenta versus Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom or some of that, that's a big match. Tanahashi versus? John, John oh. Moxley, yeah, versus Tanahashi. <laughs> it's fucking huge. Yeah, that is a huge match, man. That's awesome. So, yeah, we don't have um, – there's plenty of time – to put uh, give Tanahashi something awesome to do at Wrestle Kingdom, heaps of time. That's fine. And you know they're going to give him something good because it's my fucking Hiroshi Tanahashi. So even even if there is – look, there's two nights of the G1. So – of, of, of Wrestle Kingdom. So what you could eventually have is Kenta versus Moxley and then night two, Moxley yes. versus Tanahashi. You got so, it, yeah. So boom, lock oh. it in. You can still have both matches. So yes, please, I would absolutely love it. Um, and it's only a win for us as fans and, you know, just to see uh, either Kenta Moxley or Tanahashi Moxley or both. So, right. Yeah. Well, and, and plus the storyline of New Japan fucking over Kenta, that's a thing in his mind. Like, you know, the bad guy's the hero of his own story and is his story. Mm-hmm. He's getting fucked over, which is a a tale that made Naito the biggest baby face in New Japan. So I'm just saying it's it's a tried and true story they've told before. Uh, so fit- even if Kenta loses the briefcase, he could still go, I'm going to fight the winner. <laughs> right, exactly. It's true. 
All right, so then we got our fifth match, and that's a 60-minute time limit. It's the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Double Championships Right to Challenge contract. That's actually the name of the match, and it is the cha or the uh, the G1 winner, Kota Ibushi, versus a J, a White, a O. And uh, this will be fucking awesome, as their matches always are. However, mm -hmm. this one is going to, as you say, have a little stank on it, I think. I think this is going to be one of those ones where Jay White's out to prove something. Ibushi's, you know, going to be murder Ibushi. And I think we're going to get some crazy shit out of this one. Am I looking forward to this match? Yes. Do I think it'll be awesome? Yes. Is it going to pay me to see Jay White lose? Yes. But, you know... Uh, I don't think anyone's ever won the uh, briefcase off the uh, G1 winner, and that's fine. Um, you know, as long as I walk into it with that headspace and that mindset, <laughs> uh, I will only be – no, fuck that. I'm going to be angry as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Just argue and, uh, with people on Twitter about it. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, you know, and, and that is what it is, but their chemistry is fucking incredible, and I want to see that match. So, you know. Fine. Yeah. And, well, uh, yeah. And the main event will be, of course, uh, the double championship. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's Naito versus Evil. And, um, you know, we've seen this several times. People, you know, I went on something today I don't normally go on because I, I honestly don't read a lot about what other people think about New Japan because I just don't. I don't care what they think. And, man, people uh, on Reddit or there's a subreddit of New Japan on Reddit, and I was reading it a little bit today because I was bored at work, and man, people are so mad that Evil's getting another chance at this title, but I think that this is wrapping the story up for now, so that yep. if Naito wins here, then he can move on and we can get his Wrestle Kingdom story, which is going to be versus Ibushi, probably. So, you know, we got to start telling that story, and so we got to wrap this one up, and that's what this is all about, in my opinion. Hey, Evil haters. Do you want Evil to have his title match at Power Struggle, or do you want to have it, want him to have it at the Tokyo Dome? Like, <laughs> so shut the fuck up. <laughs> Good call. And uh, just that little bit of news that I teased at the start. Uh, there's a, uh, a press conference the interview with uh, Kota Ibushi, who says uh, uh, he wants to face Naito at the Tokyo Dome, and uh, he goes, "I want to take these belts." from Tetsuya Naito, but it has to be Naito, nobody else. So make sure you keep those titles. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, uh, if you've seen an Ibushi Naito match, uh, you're going to be – see, that's another reason I can't be too disappointed because yeah. it's Ibushi versus Naito. Right? That Kingdom. match is amazing. If you've never seen them wrestle, oh, yeah. my God. Oh, but, if you but if you have – Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, take, take a volume or something before you watch it, or drink a few beers, because otherwise you're going to start feeling some sympathetic pain as these guys kill each other, you know. But uh, but that's that's it coming up. Now that's not all. We got a couple programming notes. I mean, you know, we got uh, another episode will be out here soon covering the next, uh, you know, uh, uh, Power Struggle Road Two shows. But before that, we're going to have a guest on. We're probably not going to make any announcement as to who who it is or anything, but because uh, you never know. But um, we're going to have our first guest on next week, and uh, that's going to be a lot a, of fun, a man. A real guest, actually, people. Just uh, for oh, those who have listened oh. to us a few times, it's not Outback Tanahashi. It's not Southern Wato. It's not one of us putting on a stupid voice. Uh, it's. <laughs> Are you actually trying to tell me I guess. ain't real? What the hell, <laughs> man? 
<laughs> yeah, so we'll have a guest and we're going to talk about New Japan through their eyes. And, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. And um, I don't know, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to figuring out how the hell we're going to do that and record our next episode for the uh, the Power Struggle stuff. Because I thought for a second, I was like, oh, we're going to get a nice little rest here. But no, nah, there is no rest for the wicked. And I'm wicked as fuck. There's usually a, uh, uh, what is it? The, uh, the G1 will usually finish halfway through a month. And then for the rest of that month, everyone's having a break because they fucking deserve it. Right. Uh, uh, but uh, this year, the G1 happened late, and they've got to fit some stuff in. So there's going to be uh, less rest for those gentlemen. Uh, I do appreciate and respect all of the people in the G1 who will be required to continue busting their asses for our entertainment during a quite fucked up year. So they're very busy bees, and... You know whether the results go my way or not. That's neither here nor there. I'm just happy. I'm, I'm just. It's it's a. I'm just happy that they're doing shows. Like, how bad was that 110 break without day break without New Japan shows? It was excruciating. I hate it when like there's like a week or two off. Like sometimes I love it because I'm like, fuck, I'm exhausted. <sighs> but then there's a break and I'm just like, all right, come on, gimme, 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 gimme. So yeah. I personally enjoy the breaks because to me, you know, it's absence makes the heart grow fonder. I mean, I didn't like it when we couldn't have wrestling because of COVID, but I mean, you know, like usually, like you said, there's like two weeks in, in a row with nothing. And I love that because then when they come back, I'm like, oh man, I remember that guy. And I remember that guy. Oh my God. You know, it makes me all excited. But, uh, but Luke, I mean, what else we got? I mean, wait, this is going to be one of our longer episodes, but I think it needed to be. And I think, we had some spectacular conversations about these matches that were like, you know, eye-opening in a lot of ways. I think we did something here. Yeah, I, I had had a blast, like always. Uh, it's always a little, uh, it's always quite interesting when uh, I think one way and you think the other, and you know, well, that's all good. Like uh, my, our, I think our discussions kind of reflect how I'm like on on the tweeties as well, like. Uh, Oh, we disagree? Cool. Uh, do we love New Japan? Fuck yeah. Because uh, in Gato, we trust. Your argument's dog shit. 